the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. We are presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment. They believe in empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Learn more. Go to morganstanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. There, I, there's just so many things to talk about today, we got Paul. A lot I mean, of stuff today. So let's just get right to it. Let's get to the World Series, um, which has been extended, uh, <laughs> extended or taken over by the Astros. Taken Mike. over. Did did we see this coming this weekend? I percentage wise, they, they didn't. You know what I mean. The well, numbers don't say I, we. Say. I thought when, even though down two nothing that, that they're still the Astros. Yeah, and but they're still three? good, and there's no way that no, not all three. But I said there's no way that, that this was going to be a national sure. sweep, or, or or frankly, I didn't, I didn't even think they were going to clinch it at home. Sure, the Nationals needed to get back to their top two starters, frankly, and the and Scherzer mm-hmm. when he when yep. they announced hours before the game he wasn't pitching game five I'm like they're done that yeah right and that might be the key moment in this whole series I, I agree yeah it's probably deflating for that that staff too you know what I mean and, and look at that guy's got to be hurt hurt yes <laughs> right this is not a you know my back hurts because my back hurts this morning and I'm thinking his back's got to be killing him if he's not pitching game four of the World Series right well he game was gonna five. come he was gonna come out of the pen in game three yeah exactly so he, he was ready and just you know who knows maybe uh he needs a sleep comfort or something. I don't know. <laughs> with, with the neck spasms, not great. I, I can't help but watch those two teams right now and think about what's coming. I just can't help it. You know what I mean? Because Anthony Rendon, the national third baseman, is the top positional free agent. Yes. Garrett Cole is the top pitching free agent. Strasburg might opt out. And look at Strasburg and Cole both have tons of ties out west. Tons. They mentioned on the broadcast last night, we said it on the show, that Garrett Cole is probably long for the Angels. He's from that area, and the Angels are. It, it just kind of get the feeling this is the time where the Angels are about to go all in. They just they signed Madden. To, right? About time, Joe Madden. <laughs> they signed Mickey Callaway to be the pitching coach, which that's a, a sneaky good move. Look at, they might go all three of those guys. <laughs> if Strasburg hops out, you might see them go Cole, Cole Strasburg, and Rendon for like a, a billion dollars. Truly, I mean, wow. It, oh. That's how you. That's how you fix a Mike Trout team. Yeah. Right. Well, at I mean, some that's point, they, at some point, they have got to realize they have arguably the greatest player of all time on their team and yeah. have wasted him up until this point. And they've never been shy about spending a lot of money. Right. So what you, you just all, all this stuff you said to me may, says yeah makes perfect sense. All right, but aren't the uh, aren't these two teams? Um, well, maybe not this iteration of the Astros, but the first time around. Oh yeah, Moneyball. Right. Correct. Totally. I mean, but, we're talking about Trout, but uh, you know, you look yes. at the Nationals, they make the World Series after they let their big money player yes. go. Both of these teams did it sort of in, in an anti-pay way, but th- that that's coming to roost now. Sure. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. When I'm sitting here watching these teams, I'm thinking, my God, I'm not sure either of these teams are going to look anything like this next year because you've got your George Springers who are going to need a payday. Correa is coming up on a payday. I mean, all these, these sort of implemental players... Look, they're not going to make fifteen million forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, George Springer hits timely home runs. Yes, that's, that's thirty million a year. That's just how it works. You know what I mean? So, I, I, I love what I'm seeing. It's great baseball. You're seeing some small ball mixed in with the home runs, and, and that's rare for baseball these days. But I just I see a lot of money coming down the pipeline for these two teams. <laughs> you're a numbers guy, yeah, uh, but you're also a baseball guy. Do you believe in clutch? Oh yeah. Okay, because oh, Springer's oh, clutch. Oh, yep. There's yeah. no question. I mean, that's why you love Jeter. 
Yes. Like, look, if you put if you put Jeter's body of work across 162, you know, a full season, it's kind of boring. He's, yes. a, he's just a guy. It's it's really good, but it's good. barely average. Great. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you know, he he thrived in that role, and that's that's why you love sports because there's guys that can handle that more than others, and that's fun. They're the athletes who can elevate in totally. the moment for sure. Can one, I, one quick note on Strasburg, uh, and sure. then you then you can Paul. Yep. Thank you. When he was coming up. He pitched his last AAA start was in Buffalo. That's oh yeah, correct. I was there. It was fun. I was yeah, right. I mean, I went to the game and it was incredible. Uh, the pop in his arm, right? I mean, just you, you knew you were seeing something great. I did first pitch, like whoa, phenomenal. And he had injuries, and then he, this is a total resurgence. He's a different player now. He's he's yeah. he's a. He, he Max Scherzer's kind of rubbed off on him a little bit. You know what I mean? He's tougher now mentally, and it's helped his physicality as well. But look at he. We've talked about how this series has rolled out a little bit here. If he goes to Houston game five here, or game six now, game right? Six, right? Game six. His market value, according to our, our numbers, is right about where his contract lives. Right about the 26, 27 million mark, which is about what he's going to make for the next three years. But you go and turn this series around in Houston, I, I don't know how you're not opting out. And whether that's to return to Washington on 30 million plus, or whether it's to go and get Garrett Cole money. But he can... He can Give himself about $5 million a year tomorrow night. Game six, Strasburg-Verlander. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Awesome. Right? right? It's beautiful. It'll be fun. Ah, uh, incredible. Off, a one-off script question here for you, Mike. Uh, I saw this over the weekend, and I have some friends in the Boston area who uh, asked me about it. Uh, we talked about the Red Sox going to buy into the money ball, and then they go and hire Bloom <laughs> from the Tampa Bay Rays. That's literally get me the money ballest money ball guy you can get. How does Tampa um, Bay let this happen? Right? I don't know, but, but it's really intriguing because it tells me that Boston, which has been the anti-money ball for a lot of reasons, is is obviously serious about going in on it. But do we need a Moneyball 2 movie out of Maybe. Tampa? Right? This is exactly the plot yeah. of the story. Right? Well, or if Boston be, flies in the GM. <laughs> it'll be called Bitcoin Ball. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, a tease for going. something coming up here in a moment. By the way, I want to mention this. It's yeah. 9 a.m. Eastern on Monday morning, and Freddie Kitchens is still not fired yet. <laughs> uh, I know we all watch the game. Okay, and, he, he and, does not uh, deserve to be a head coach. And they're probably filming seven more Baker Mayfield commercials too. Uh, who's uh, completely irrelevant? Yes. He's completely irrelevant. He sh- as he, yeah, uh, his coach is completely destroying that team. And I, I don't say that often about coaching staff because I understand it's a hard gig. He is not right for the job. You take a delay of game. Oh, everything. The challenge, all right. of it, man. All of it. Kicking a field goal down 17, all of it. You know, he's in over his head. He hasn't been a coordinator. He, he's, he was a position coach. It, it, and, and again, the, 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 if, if what you read is correct... They hired him because of his relationship with Mayfield. Yeah. So they were overly all in on Baker Mayfield. It's bad. Right now. It's bad. bad. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, real quick, the World Series percentage now. When the Nats were up, because uh, uh, Mike did these, like we got to read them. I know. Um, no, well, <laughs> no, don't waste them. No, this numbers. is interesting. No, we don't want to waste it. Uh, the Nats were up 2 nothing. Houston had a 26% chance of winning the World Series. Then they made it 2-1. Houston, 41% chance. So still odds in favor of the Nats. Tied at two, it became sixty-three percent. Now they're up three-two. I think that's interesting. How much the momentum carries the percentages? Yeah, I would agree. Right? Yes, a two-two series, but the the team that won two straight right. gets if essentially a thirteen percent jump. Yeah, right, if your baseline is fifty-fifty. Yeah, now it's eighty-six to the next winner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and again, this is what teams that know how to win that have won before have that that teams that's right. don't have. That's right. All right, I I teased Bitcoin. This is fascinating to me. The NBA is. In with Bitcoin, I'm 
I think I'm the only person here who has experience with Bitcoin. You do. Because you were making fun of me when I was doing it. <laughs> no, no. Yes, you were. No. Uh, You're like, good luck with that Bitcoin. How's that going? A little bit. Because I think as, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a tradable entity, it's a little bit still ghosty, ghostly, right? I don't know. The closest I can get to you are the tokens I used to win when playing skee ball on the boardwalk in New Jersey when I was growing up. That's about my equivalent. I'm pretty sure that's how this all births. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not that much different, is it? It's a digital currency for those who are. Well, if you're listening to the show, you know what Bitcoin yeah, know. is, right? Okay, way more than we do, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I well, there was two. I just you know dabbled in it just a little bit because I was curious about it and then realized that you know what I this is the fluctuations are That's crazy. Right. And I'm never going in all in with this stuff, so I got my money back and got the hell out because I just like this is it's just time. It's a time suck uh, to me unless you're, you know, putting large amounts of money and swings. And I know uh-huh. someone whose son-in-law is into this, and you know, makes seventy-five grand on a swing. Sure, yeah, you because know, he's got the got the cash to dabble. Uh, more than dabble, I should say. Right. Puts the whole foot in the water, not the toe. And so do NBA players. And so do NBA <laughs> players. And But here's the interesting thing. There's two teams, uh, the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks, that will accept Bitcoin for tickets and merchandise payments. And bl- believe it or not, the Kings allowed this in 2014. So Sacramento was in right at the ground floor. I mean, they yeah. saw this thing coming. For for the Mavs, you have a billionaire owner. Well, yeah. I mean, most of them are billionaire, but you have uh, a guy, Mark Cuban, who's in the tech space. Tech guy, yeah, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he's on Shark Tank, so he's not. You know, he's willing to invest in things um, and some venture capital, if you will. I look at this as he's taking venture capital, frankly, in, <laughs> and you know, he's risking his he's risking income now because yeah, yeah, because he can handle it. Yeah, the risk, and he's accumulating Bitcoin, right? I, I, Completely. If I mean, if you're if people are paying for it using Bitcoin, he's getting that Bitcoin, and then he's Correct. probably reinvesting that Bitcoin, right? Uh, yes, it could be a brilliant move. Yeah, which is essentially one of the stories we have with the player here, which also could same. not be. It, it also could, could not, not be. be. We right? really don't know what it is. So. The, there's some risk involved uh, with Bitcoin, depending on the fluctuations. Which, by the way, yeah. Paul, you know this because you're you know you're close to the underground criminal world. Of course, um, that's why well, you're from here. New Jersey. Yeah, that's why he's here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mafia, Paul. Thanks. Um, this was originally used around the world on like you know the black market, right? To pay underground. money yeah. laundering. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. So it was for money laundering. Money purposes. laundering, but you know to you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of it. It's not tied to any country or any banking system. It's it is its own entity. So you know, that's the other. That's the risk with it. That's the risk. You don't with know it, how true. to value it. Well, and there's oh, oh, there's one. You don't really know who's in charge of it either. Right? There's new ones being developed. Matter of fact, Facebook was uh, Mark Zuckerberg was just on Capitol Hill last week, yeah. um, talking about plans for Facebook to have their own digital currency, and we'll see how that goes. An NBA player wanted to do the same. Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and, and Dream Fan shares. So he had a three-year, $34 million contract with the Nets last December, included the player option for 21-22. Yeah. Now, he is an avid Bitcoin investor, because what else are you going to do with all that money? I guess he was annoying the crap out of his teammates. <laughs> like, like, like not only saying you guys should get into this, but also like telling them how much he's made every day. You know what I mean? That guy? <laughs> well, I will tell uh, Listen, I will tell you this. In professional locker rooms, that stuff goes around. But, yeah. Uh, but guys are leery. Because of getting burned, and I happened to be part of a rookie symposium hmm. uh, in the NA- NHL, and a veteran player, a retired player, 
there was actually a current stock thing that went flop, and a lot of players got banged and uh, on it. And this player, who was a coach at the time, said, this happens every 10 years. Really? There's, or every five to 10 years, there's always something that goes around the league that guys say, get in on it. He goes, just man, just be leery of it. All right. So anyway, um, so that's probably why players are like, just leave this, me alone uh, with this stuff. Here's here I can age myself. Is this the sort of modern day equivalent of what back in the day the players all used to have that catalog from the Rob report? Remember, wasn't that what it's called? It was like this super high end. Oh no, that's like, the um, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I know which catalog it, like you're it always had about. a Bentley on the cover yes. or whatever. Really? Oh like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was. They deliver well. Yeah, we get those when I work for the I Sabres. Like we would get those all the time. The like Sky Mall. No? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but Sky Mall for millionaires. That's not just right? a Rob report. It's called. Um, oh, I forget the name of the catalog. But you're right. Yeah, it's. So they used to like print things out and put them on paper. Well, yeah, no, but no, but this was this this catalog thing was that this. Was a, a high-end thing uh, to buy gifts that you know only for they, sure. they sold to professional athletes. But right. no, this was uh, investments inside sure. stuff. All right. So, anyways, Dinwiddie here and Bitcoin. So he partnered with a blockchain company to create Dream Fan Shares. The goal is to allow investors at a minimum of 150k again, Paul Peck territory, sure. to purchase tokens or stock into his ability to outperform the extension the next two seasons and cash in on something even bigger and better in 2021. Token holders of Dinwiddie's contract would have received monthly crypto payments plus interest in PAX stablecoins, while Dinwiddie would have gotten upfront access to more of the capital in his contract. Any bonuses earned would be paid out and portioned to investors. Now, he was telling the league all about this. Yeah. Right? They, they it, were, it was on the up and up, for right. sure. And then they... So, do you understand it, essentially? Yes. It's basically you, you would be able to bet on his, his worth. His value double his next contract. That's right. Like yeah. we think, you know, he, if he's 17 points a game right now, we think he'll be 26, and in turn, he'll turn from a 34 million dollar contract to 120. You know what I mean? But at and all, then we all make money. All paint. Well, you but you make this digital currency. All in currency. All in digital currency. All in currency. This this was tried in the NFL a few years ago where you could buy shares and players. Fantex. Right? Fa- thank you. Fantex. Okay. Yeah, we had a little piece of that. But that didn't um, involve the, the what happened currency. to that? It, it it never really took off. They had bad players. <laughs> they had it. EJ Manuel. They had Vernon Davis. I think those guys still exist in the system. I don't think the system is dead. They're just not taking new players on. But yeah, it was a. Now that was a. That was a get in on all everything about the player. That was endorsements. That was market marketability, and it was sure. really about lifelong investments. Right? How long? How much can this guy make over a living? So if he opens restaurants and stuff like that. This, this is a concept that was done, by the way, concept that is done with professional golfers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Zach Johnson's probably the most famous example of that, where Brilliant members of too. his club um, fronted money for him to pursue his career, travel, all that stuff, and he'd pay him back on winnings. Isn't and, this essentially what sponsorships are in the golf world? Yeah, like? well, well, uh, well no, no, a sponsor being like you could sponsor a player. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's a guy here locally in Buffalo who is, you know, accepts donations and you know you can he'll play golf with you give you t- whatever he'll give you something back in, in, in doing so but some have arrangements where okay i'll pay you it's a loan if you will with interest right. and there's upside if he wins a tournament that's right if you will the, 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 there's a slight difference right because if, if nike sponsors a player and, and that player goes on to win obviously nike will make profitability because of the attention nike gets but in this case the, the investor itself, you know, puts puts in two shares for three hundred thousand dollars. 
if that if his contract turns into 120 million dollars, that's a four, you know a, a four a four x increase. You're getting actual cash in your pocket, Bitcoin, crypto cash in currency in your pocket. Whereas, I, I, here's the problem I see. I, but I don't want to spend too much time on this. Yeah, but the league the league basically said no. You can't did. transfer your contract to other sort people. of out of nowhere. Right. Sort of out of nowhere. They, they, like I said, they, he was in communication with them this whole time up until you know early September, and then he planned to launch this app in October, just a couple of weeks ago, and allow guys in, you know, allow investors in to, to see how this thing works out. And the NBA basically turned its course to the last second and said, no, 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 you're in violation of the CBA. And this is why I think it is. The, the situation with Fantex, like I said, it was a long-term investment. You're, you're investing in everything about the player, right? And everything from you know, how much they can bring in from sponsorships to how likable they are in social media, everything about the player, the brand itself. This is a direct connection to a contract. All it, all it cares about is the contract. If he's terrible and still gets a bigger contract, you still get paid. Do you understand what I'm saying? Correct. So it, it all has to do with his ability to sign a contract extension. To me, that does void. That does uh, disqualify because of the CBA. So you know his benefit to this is he's getting his money up front now. Yeah, he yeah. gets it now. It's it's any kind of small business investment. You know what I mean? Right. I, I need money now to operate. Yeah, which makes me wonder how much did he lose in blockchain? <laughs> it, it could be right. I mean, like, w- why did he need the money up front? Um, but you know, that's uh, just pure speculation, and perhaps not fair to him. Um, secondly, if you're an investor in this, mm-hmm. uh, how do you convert it to cash down the road? Because wow. someone else would have to want to buy this particular mm-hmm. um, coin, if you will. Right, and if nobody wants to buy it, yeah, you've got to go through Coinbase and all. You know how that works. Yeah, right? it, but if it, no it one wants to buy, yeah, no one wants to buy it. You, you're you're out 150k or more. I, th- I think if you're getting in on Bitcoin in any or cryptocurrency in any length, you are banking on the fact that this thing is really going to take off. Correct, and that you're going to be able to spend this everywhere. You know, I mean, yes. are we, we going to be able to use it on Amazon soon? You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of stuff. Is is it going to become a a global currency where it's as useful as the U.S. dollar or the euro, whatever it's going to be? So. That's what you're banking on, and it's all behind the scenes too, right? It's not regulated. Correct. So there's also that huge part of it, which was different from Fantex, which well, was literally publicly traded. And you may you may wonder if the NBA said, hey, look it, you know what? We don't need the no. Internal Revenue Service getting involved in your contract, well, going to other players, right? I mean, What's just, funny just, is that we've got this story with Dinwiddie, a specific player situation, but then we go down to our next story, and <laughs> the Players Association is literally – all in on cryptocurrency to, to the point of where in like two weeks th- they're going to launch this gigantic new system. Hey, Paul, I'll tell yeah. everybody. Well, uh, they partnered with a leading crypto game development firm that's called Dapper Labs, and they're creating a digital collectible blockchain game. And I know, Mike, you're still working on some of the details, but yeah, we it's kind are. of a mix between the Pokemon craze and a kind of a modern twist on cart collecting. How does that I, work? I, I couldn't wrap my head around it too much because there's really no details, but the... <laughs> Shocking, oh, right? I'm in. Yeah. Let's show, here's my check. Great story, but but this might intrigue you. This might intrigue you. So so essentially, what you're what you're able to do is so any of you who've used like the the online gaming stuff to some degree, you you buy things. You can buy entities either to enhance your performance on a game, or, or, or and so forth. It's going to be similar to that, but it's going to be it's going to have the the card collecting model, right? So. There's going to be entities you can purchase, sort of like a digital eBay, right? Yeah. And but they're going to be tied to the history of the NBA. 
So you're going to be able to own Michael Jordan's last shot. You can all envision him with, you know, with the arm fl- flying forward and, and holding in the air for a little bit. You can own that piece of history. Now, in some f- way, shape, or form, you're going to be able to collect these different things as if you were collecting cards. You know, you know, Kawhi Leonard's shot last year, all these different you know, historical entities of the, of the NBA, and then use that as a roster to play in some sort of game. There, so there's two levels to this. Number one, it's this digital uh, sharing service, you know, kind of collectible sharing service that you can. It's all cryptocurrency, but then there's going to be some game element to it that the NBA is putting together, whether it's a fantasy game, whether it's a virtual reality game. I, I don't quite have my head wrapped around that, but they're building this gigantic thing that's probably costing them a fortune to do. But they want to be in the forefront of both the currency and this digital online collectible world. So look at they very very rarely miss. On what they're doing, sure. That's just they're just that kind of league. So whatever this thing is, I have to imagine it's going to be nuts, and make them a ton of money. Probably, <laughs> right? Uh, well, they're probably figuring it's going to be done on a phone. And, oh yeah, it's right? all. I'm sure yeah. it's app based. I mean, th- yeah. Like I said, that's what I. That's the Pokemon side of it. I mean, you see kids walking around bumping into poles because they're all they're doing is sitting on their phone looking at this stuff. But I, I imagine it's going to be similar to that. I mean, not to that degree, but. You know, you're going to be trying to day trade these collectibles. Sure, you 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 have you collect cards, yeah, right? Uh, do you have any e packs? Mm-hmm. All right, so I have I some do. too. Uh, you know, upper deck, right? Yeah. I'm like, what the hell do I do with them? Exactly. I mean, I could trade them. I I, I propose trades. I get denied because I'm sure the, the the people I'm trading with they're, they're not logged in in the 24 hour period to make a trade. I think that's what they're trying to create here. Yeah, is a mechanism where everybody is interested in moving these kind of things. Or owning these unicorn, you know, collectibles. Right. But what right? I don't like about it is uh, on the the packs, and perhaps it's a different topic for a different time. If I want the card, I can have them print it and ship it to me. Yeah. And I'm like, if it's a rare card, well, yeah. then how the hell is it rare if you can print it? Yeah. Well, that right? that is the, the there there are two words they put all over the press releases for this this entity they're building, limited edition. So whatever it's going to be, like you might be the only person that owns Steph Curry's draft day moment. You know what I mean? In the world. So my guess is it's going to be, like I said, a bunch of unicorns that you pay a lot of money for to own, and then you can play some sort of game with it. But And it might not sound great right now, but I'm telling you right now, I think it's going to be gigantic in the world, especially worldwide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe the U.S. doesn't catch on too quickly, but you can just imagine you know, the Asian markets just loving this kind of thing. Well, the, the one thing that I think is yet to be determined um, with the digital currencies. I don't know, Paul, you'll remember this. Is it uh, uh, beta or VHS? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Right? Like, Who's which one? Win? And the one who was eliminated early on was LaserDisc. That's right. Which was actually the best. Like half the companies backed one, half the companies backed the other. Right. And it just became well, who public the public gravitated to. No, towards. it wasn't that. It was porn went to VHS. No, that's why I won. No, no. You're, you're, you're not, he's not kidding. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Well, I just uh, I don't want <laughs> to go where the money is. But man. I'm just saying, so whichever one the porn <laughs> yeah. industry accepts, whether it's Bitcoin right. or whatever. I'm just going to be a little suspicious if Janetti tries to pay us in. In, in uh, Bitcoin, <laughs> I still want my bags of rolled pennies as far as my competition can we, uh, goes. Can we nickname Paul Dapper Labs from here out? <laughs> yeah, by the way? there you go. How do we get past nickname. that one? Like well, he's, that. he's DL. I like I will that. say this as a rapper to this. Uh, you're kind of. I know we were, we're kind of flighty on the blockchain and, and the cryptocurrency situation, but here is the advantage that it has, and I don't think it will be. I don't think it will lose this advantage. It is the most secure way to develop major systems on the internet right now. Easily. Blockchain it, talk. Te- blockchain. The blockchain technology. It is, it is hands down the best way to build 
secure systems for accounts for changing of, of currency it owns that yeah. and there's people getting very very smart people getting smarter and smarter and smarter with this stuff building systems that you're probably using today that you don't even realize are built with blockchain versus you know standard database stuff like spot built on so uh, there's a there's a big wave of this happening and look at these leagues are not they're not they're not dumb for ju- diving in right now and now's a great time to tell you about spot coin no All <laughs> yeah, right, sorry yeah. <laughs> um it is time to tell you about today's episode which is brought to you by the athletic it's a subscription-based sports news site delivering in-depth sports coverage for real fans get detailed coverage for every trade free agent signing and storyline on your team as well as expert analysis from national writers like ken rosenthal Michael Lombardi, and Pierre Lebrun. Plus deep insights from analytics gurus and former team executives like John Hollinger and Seth Parthneau. Join today. Get 40% off your yearly subscription by going to theathletic.com slash spot track 40 off. That's S-P-O-T-R-A-C 4-0-O-F-F. Again, athletic.com slash spot track 40 off. So great offer there from The Athletic. Great long form sports journalism yep, that you absolutely. don't see in newspapers anymore. anymore right. That don't seem to exist anymore. All right, this is a shout out to Scott Allen. <laughs> it's early, but yeah. It's early, but He's man, right. was he right? He looks to be so right about the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. They they're 0 and two. And they're admitting it. And Steve yeah. Kerr came out and said, This is reality. Yes. This is reality. I, the soundbite after they got uh, throttled by the Clippers, yeah, right? Yeah. He goes, There's going to be more nights like this than the other nights yeah. this year. We know what we're in for. Which, if you're, uh, you you spent the money to renew your suite from a million to two and a half million, in, you want to hear that? Brand new arena. Oh, oh my God. God. Right? The yeah, timing like, could like be talk, worse. But like we talked about last week, it's part of the event. It's the thing to do. It's the in thing in San Francisco no in question. the tech world. It's not going to be, be for long. Well, but it, no, but I think they, I think, it, and maybe the, the Warriors understood this knowing that they had a year or so of cushion where people were going to be so dazzled by the new arena yes. they weren't going to care what was going on on the court. Well, the 49ers are going to quickly take over. <laughs> You're right. You're, You're right. right. They're quickly, they are a saving grace right now yes, for that city. <laughs> they are quickly going to take over. It was the Giants wave in baseball that yeah. went to the Warriors and now the 49ers uh, resurgence here and, and, just in time. Right, uh, and I right? think part of it, Mike, and, and correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on this, it, it, you know, for, for this incredible burgeoning, growing, very ego-driven tech community in the San Jose, San Francisco area, the thing is to be seen courtside no at, a, at a Warriors game, no right? It's 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 the equivalent of a Hollywood of a of a Hollywood star on the courtside at a Knicks game, right? It's the same theory there. So in that regard, as it what it means to basketball is people are going there not necessarily for the sport but for it to be seen to be to 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 have their prominence on display a brand new arena i think if this was all calculated it's brilliant well we we laid out sort of the architecture of that new arena last week a little bit and those courtside suites you can't even see the court there's no windows looking to the basketball you have tvs in there you know what i mean so that's exactly paul's point you're going because you want to be in the arena, and you, you probably walk half time. You walk around a little bit, probably, and bump some elbows. But you're you're having a party in a closed room, essentially, paying millions of dollars for it. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs model, yeah, Eric Canada right. Center, the lower that's level. Right. They got a wine Just bar there. and stuff. Just, Just be there. Be there. And, and, and if you ever watch a Leafs game, you'll notice that it takes about six minutes into a period for those <laughs> seats to ever fill up because yeah. the people are too busy whining and dining and entertaining in between periods. Yeah, it's a, uh, but this is a. 
a, a franchise, like just how quickly it turns, yeah. right? And, and that's just the like world that. We live in now. I'm not saying the dynasty's done here by bringing this up either. I just, you know, we live in this "what have you done for me lately" kind of moment, right? And, and players are, I mean, they're leading that train, right? Well, how do you handle this year? Well, so, well, let me let Go me ahead. before I Go answer ahead, that question. It, yeah. You know, the interesting thing about the Warriors, we could say, uh, you know, they knew it was going to be this way, but really uh, two leg injuries made this happen. Sure. Yeah. Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, if Clay's healthy, they're, they're not this. You didn't bad. think, but, well, we didn't think Durant was going to stay, did you? Well, if, if Durant was healthy, I know that all the talk was he was going to go. Yeah. But I think there was a better possibility. Okay. Right. Um, okay. A better conversation. I, I don't, I don't think it matters. I think if Clay's healthy, this is still a different conversation. Sure it is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and I think they build a different kind of team, and there are more players that might want they to be part it. of Golden State, knowing Clay and Steph were there. Um, maybe th- some of those players went a different direction. Well, and the other the other part, the conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kawhi Leonard uh, going to the Clippers completely right. changed that franchise because they get Paul George because of it, and their three through twelve is pretty pretty damn good they're, too, right? I mean, uh, they're right. the deepest best team in right? basketball, and it's not even close. Yes, <laughs> they, close. they are. They are, and that period, and that's it comes sort to of bench. the point with Golden State here. I don't think anybody else can can name the the nine other Warriors. No, nor should we. But okay, two points. This to make. Pay, I used to be able to name Jarebko. He's not even there. Anymore. <laughs> no, no. Right. So there's two points to make. Number one is, so you mentioned the offseason and how Clay's injury sort of, you know, wrote this scenario. Should they have even traded for D'Angelo Russell? So this is the point I wanted to make. Well, I think... I, at the time, yeah. it was brilliant, right? You were getting something for sure. Kevin Durant, who was leaving anyway, right? So you sent you sent Durant and a first round, a conditional first-round pick, and you got back an all-star point guard in D'Angelo Russell. But that's the point I wanted to bring up here is... D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry and Draymond Green aren't going to win you 50 games. There's not. There's not. The not in the Western Conference. Not in that conference. No. It's not going to happen, okay? Their over-under is 48, right? So Vegas thinks they're right about there. I think that's high. I think there's a lot of people going under on that right now. Um, so by signing and trading Kevin Durant, Scott mentioned this last week on the show, they're hard-capped. So not only do they have – they're over the luxury tax because of those three players. So they had to sign Russell – Obviously, Curry got the deal. They signed Draymond, so they're over with those three guys alone. Uh, so they're going to pay some fines. They're hard cap because of the sign and trade they did for Draymond, which means they can't go out and bring in players, you know, willy dilly to, to make this team better. Let's say they've got forty-two wins and they, they're trying to push this, themselves in the playoffs. They essentially can't get themselves there. So was it a mistake to bring in Russell and forfeit that that potential first-round pick, or should they be tanking? Is, is where I'm getting to. Should they have ripped it right down this year? And done a one-year tank. I, I think the answer, while you're thinking, Kevin, I think what jumps out to me is they're still the Warriors. And it's still hard, regardless of all the facts that we already laid out there, to go from being the Warriors at the top to getting everybody, including your fans, to accept that you're willing to go I, I all the I think your point the about the arena is is where they were. Right. Like, we can't do it because we we're opening a brand new... But, right. But is that... Didn't, but, didn't but, they have enough cachet? But... Yeah, but but I and I think what jumps out at me that makes it very interesting is this is the the sports world we live in now where teams are understand this, grasp it. Sure. Fans are getting closer to starting to understand it and grasp it. Um, that hey, we, we, we got to take steps back. It, it doesn't make any sense band-aiding it. Um, you, you you know it might you might be happy if we sign a couple guys whose names you know, but ultimately in the big picture, it's not going to help make us a better team. And I think that's in a lot of ways an illustration of 
where we are in the sports world is that is that both teams and fan bases are starting to understand and recognize these things. I think they did it because they needed someone to a play for them, and this will help them throttle down Curry this season. It's a big part of it, and yeah, it's a big part of it. Yes, because because the ulter- ulterior is. Curry plays 35 minutes a night and kills himself for it. Correct. No, that's not going to happen. Well, it might. Well, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> no, they, they, no, they They should they, LeBron him. They should LeBron him for sure. Take two weeks off, go to Miami, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to do it smart, hey, Seth, uh, you're going to play all the home games. Totally. Because of the new building. Yeah. And you're going to play eh, 60% of the road games. Yeah, work your hardest in the warm-ups. Right. That'll yeah. make the fans happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Do your warm routine. Uh, put everybody in the seat beforehand. They'll buy more hot dogs. Uh, or, excuse me, they're out in cash. Sushi. sushi. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they'll buy more sushi. <laughs> Impossible uh, meat dogs or whatever they call uh, it. Hey, I had... I had Did you have one? I had the... Uh, see, I don't want to... You know, they've got a giant mascot, okay? With a big head. Yeah, I get you. A uh, royalty. I, I went and had one of those, mm-hmm. and you know what? It was pretty good. Yeah, okay. I couldn't. I was. I shouldn't say I couldn't. I could tell, but it was negligible. Okay, the difference. So I will actually have another one. Good. Yes, and I don't know if you can tell me. I look more felt. Yeah, today you do because I yeah, didn't eat the beef burger. <laughs> something else. I think just to <laughs> put a bow on this guy. I, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, even in the West, that's loaded with great teams. I think if you didn't do the trade for Russell, okay, and you've got Steph and Draymond and players, yeah, I, I still think you're too good to be that bad. And that's probably where they got to in their head, right? We're still going to win 25, 30 games with just Steph and Draymond, right? Sure. And yeah. That, that's not – you're, you're going to be the 10th pick in the draft, which at the end of the day, you know, did you really get that much better? No. Not with that, that pick, no. I mean, we live in Buffalo. We know how that goes. Yes. You've got to be either f- f- top three or don't even have the pick. <laughs> <They've>, well, <laughs> the other issue they have is they need to attract some – well, they'll have Clay next year. They'll Clay have Clay. So they'll have Clay, and they'll have Curry, Ru- and Essentially Russell. So they'll I mean, have, they signed Russell unless they trade him. I w- see, I wouldn't trade him. But that's your four. Okay. It's an expensive four, but can that four get you back to 50, 55 wins? You know what I mean? Should be able to. Should be able Then they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Then they're doing the right thing. By the way, I watched the Pelicans play. Yeah. Not bad. They were playing against Dallas. Yeah. That game was on the other night. And, well, yeah, but you, you could just totally see, okay, where Williamson would fit. Sure. Right? And the hole that he's left. But they're holding their right. own right now. I mean, they're all Brandon, right. Brandon Ingram's Holiday can play. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Ingram yeah. can shoot. They can play. I'm excited to see them with Zion. Yeah. I really but, am. And, and so that's a team you're looking at off. Boy, what are they going to do after Davis going to the Lakers? And that's just, a, to me, a testament to how strong the West is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, I also... By the way, Doncic is fun to watch, isn't that, he? That team's going to be... Dallas? They might be a year away, but that Porzingis-Doncic yeah. situation yes. is nice. Yes. It is. Um, it's it's very to, nice. It's fun to watch. They're gonna be, there's going to be a lot of Bitcoin coming into that stadium. Um, listen, <laughs> I... Just from a uh, an analytical team building standpoint, which is where my head just sort of always lives these days, the Lakers versus the Pelicans scenario down the stretch here, the, the rest of this year and maybe even in the next year, it's very interesting to watch because, well, we and if we talk football, we're talking about the Rams, right? The, the Rams are all in. They're, they are just you can play, we'll take you, we'll pay, right. let's go, right? We're, we're even we're trade win. for Jalen Ramsey, right? all yeah. of that, reckless, recklessly traded for Jalen sure. Ramsey. So. 
you've got two dynamics in the Lakers and the Pelicans, and it's funny that they did it to themselves, right? The Lakers are all in on two guys. All in. I mean, this these next – well, really, it's just the one year because Davis's contract is up. This whole year relies on the, the ability for those two players to not only be well, be, be productive, but be productive together. You know what I mean? There's no one else coming off that bench right now. It's not happening. Versus the Pelicans, who took all the other Lakers – had some players of their own, drafted two players of their own who can play. They're deep, right? They're, they're more following the Clippers model. Which one's going to play out? Can, can a team with two all-stars and really nobody else get, get it to the finish line? I don't think it's possible anymore, is my point. Well, I don't think, I don't think the Lakers can possible. do it. I don't think it's possible so why in that do conference. It? So why do it? Why do it? Because you had no other choice. You had to find a way to do it. You, you have didn't Le- have to trade for no. Anthony Davis. Well, you, you, with LeBron, you did. Like, you made the move for LeBron, and if you don't trade to get another star in there to play with him, um, you're wasting it. You know, it, was, it, was a, it was a worthless move. Oh. To, bring, to bring LeBron in last year, if you weren't going to try to win with him, it was a waste. But uh, I disagree. The Clippers didn't give up everybody, and they got two superstars. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> I disagree. They, the, the Lakers, they got two. LeBron, LeBron, you're right about LeBron wanting this specific move. I just, yes. think, I just think it's... There's no way this can work. I'm just saying, when you get LeBron, that's what you get. Yeah, you I get th- him saying, we need to make this move. I think there's a legitimate chance he's torpedoed the last six years of his career. I think he's wrong. I think LeBron's wrong. I think, I think if I think LeBron wanted to win, he would have stayed in Cleveland. Well, I think the Pelicans' model and the Clippers' model is the right way to win. You've got to be deep as heck. Sure. You've got to be deep everywhere. Look at we're seeing. Look at Matt Moore almost beat almost beat the uh, Green Bay Packers last well, night. You've got to be deep everywhere. But in that in that conference specifically, yes, LeBron uh, for LeBron and Davis for them to carry the team, they're gonna to have to carry them just to get to the but playoffs. LeBron's old. LeBron is old. Yeah, he can't play the way he used to. He Correct. can't do it. He can't do it. I, I, I just, I want, I want to keep an eye on both of those franchises specifically because I think New Orleans will win out here in the end. What you're talking the end this year? I don't or know. Or the end a couple of years? I don't know. Do the Lakers look great to you yet? No. All right, we'll see. I would take the Lakers in a series over the Pelicans. So. <laughs> now, if they played it now. All right. Uh, interesting stuff with baseball here, and Chris Bryant in particular. Yeah. And we've this, talked about this before. This is uh, time served and very. I mean, his case is <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty it's, compelling. It's here. ruthless, and it's in court right now too. So, so yeah. explain about uh, accrued time mm-hmm. uh, service here in free agency, and just what Chris Bryant is yeah. uh, trying to make happen here. We've we've mentioned how this sort of works and how it's it's failing the league to some degree. You need a, essentially you need six years of service time before you can even get to free agency in baseball. So you know for the first three years when you're pre-arbitration, you're making less than a million dollars on on for most. The minimum salary is five hundred grand. You know these guys look at your Aaron Judges, your Pete Alonzo's, you're making five eighty, five ninety. Um, so it's incredible value and justified. Couple, first couple of years in the, in the in the league, you should be making them you know that kind of money, and then you know go up from there. But for six years. For, to, to have players like Chris Bryant and Pete Alonzo and Aaron Judge and Mookie Betts to be making between thirty and thirty-five million, essentially, which is what it used to be, right? Three years of pre-arbitration, three years of arbitration. Even the best players in, in the world, you know, weren't making; they weren't getting their contracts. You know, the, these owners were basically saying, "We're going to string you along for six years," and blah blah blah. Well, then you've got a situation where Chris Bryant is in, and this is not new, but he, specifically, he's the one going to court, and we've got some numbers as to why. If, in order to accrue a year in, in Major League Baseball, you've got to be on the roster for 172 days. You can be injured. 
You can be, you know, you can be on the reserve list, but you've got to be on the active roster for, for, through one season, 172 days out of 187. So if you can do the quick math, all that means is you can keep a guy in the minor leagues for two and a half weeks to start the year and then call him up in the end of end of April and he will not accrue that that full one year, which means, and I'll just use the numbers for Bryant, he was brought up on April 17th, 2015, which allowed the Cubs to not make that an entire year. So the Cubs had him under team control for 6.91 years, right? <laughs> Almost seven years. By it was one day difference. One day. Right? One day. So they were able to squeeze out almost an entire extra year of control for Chris Bryant, which is going to be next season, by the way. So this is year six. 2021 will be year seven, 6.9, I should say, before he's actually eligible for free agency. So right now he's in court with with uh, Scott Boris saying, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, a- anybody who can do who's anybody can realize that this is, you know, yeah, we blatant. Did, we did the math. It was a day. It yeah. was a day. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the day he got called up. He batted cleanup and played, started third base for the Cubs because that's how damn good he was. Look at his numbers right. in, in the minors were ridiculous. He had a 1,600 OPS. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, he was— Well, if you're going to bring him up, you got to play him. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, just, throw him right in yeah, there. See how sink or swim. Let's see how you do at third base. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just blatantly obvious. And we've seen it, we've seen it with Ronald Lacuna, Evan, Ivan Longoria, Bryce Harper, George Springer, Vlad Guerrero Lasher. Now, Vlad got hurt. Air quotes hurt, right? Conveniently hurt to start the year in April and uh, right. had, had to start off essentially on the IL and then took, took a time in Buffalo to rehab a little bit, which was nice for us. We got to see Vlad in Buffalo. But again, these owners are going to continue to do this. Now, I got to give my, my home team some credit here. The Mets did not do this with Pete Alonso. They, they brought him out. Like he had a ridiculous spring training. We all saw it coming. But even myself, I expected him to be in, in do Syracuse. You, do you think they didn't think he would be as great as he turned out to be? Uh, no, his spring was as good as his okay. regular season. I mean, it, he was the best player in in the spring on the spring team. But look at he was that good last spring too, <laughs> in twenty eighteen. Right. So essentially, they they forfeited an entire year of him because they they didn't think as a team they needed him yet. Now they needed him clearly. They they should have had him here two years ago. But this is this is an example of the Mets saying we can't even afford to have two weeks without this guy. It's rare. It needs to happen more, but I don't know how you fix this. I don't know how you fix well, this. Well, look, before uh, we, we ask, uh, we talk about fixing it. Yeah. What is the difference? You know, twenty is twenty twenty salary for Chris Bryant going yeah. back to him is eighteen and a half million. That's arbitration. Yep. Salary eighteen and a half. That's million. the projected. Yep. Projected. Yep. The difference would be. Well, he's worth thirty. Right. I was going to say the difference he's is twelve 30. and a half, twelve. You know, eleven and a half million bucks. Yeah. A year. I mean, he should have multi-year guarantees built in right now to his deal. You know, and that's what he wants. the The good news for non Chris Bryant's, right? All these Acuna's and these younger guys, they're taking deals right now. They're ta- Ronald Acuna signed an eight year, one hundred million dollar extension a- after playing about nine games. Okay, now that doesn't sound like a lot of money. You know, we're used to you know three hundred, three fifty million dollar contracts for the best players in the league. But when you're twenty one years old, uh, you know, maybe that's the way you have. Maybe that's the compromise that has to happen. Is We'll pay you a prorated version of what a real contract would look like, you know, at free agency. But you're going to have to agree to normal salaries now, and then you'll make you know decent money when you get up there a little bit. Well, I I, I don't know if see it, it, the compromise if you're if you're that good, the, the compromise is you're going to get paid. 
You are. Okay, so like I was thinking, well, do you go back to the, the players' union and try to renegotiate in the CBA? Yeah. But then you're thinking you're, you're negotiating for players who aren't even in the league yet, right? So the current players in the league are like, I don't care about the guys who aren't in the league yet. That's what the owners say, too. Right. They're not ready. Yeah. They're, they're defensively not ready. Well, you can say anything you want but, to get around it. But <laughs> the point the point is the uh, judges of the world, the Brian, they're going to get their – 30, 40 million. I don't know, though, Kevin, when, is, it, when it comes is this, up. Is this the NFL conversation but, all over again? But if they aren't but, they one injury away or but, but you the, know? the point, the, the way I see it is okay, well, if I'm going to pay you more early, those 30 million deals aren't going to be there uh, when you when you reach free agency. See, I disagree. So let's say let's say Juan Soto, big, big World Series okay. guy right now. He's yep. 20, just turned 21 like 21. three days ago. Correct. Okay. He if burned they, me the other night in FanDuel. But all, right, anyhow. all right, get it out of your anyhow. head. <laughs> if if uh, if he gets this Acuna kind kind of deal, right? Let's say it's yep. a it's an eight for one hundred and twenty, right? But there's an opt out after six, so he'll be twenty seven when he opts out. He's not getting thirty five million a year at that point. Well, he will now under the current system. He will. Yes, but I'm saying no, if no. He, if but he, I'm saying if he does, if he does, you know, fifteen million a year for the next six years. Okay. Okay. And then he'll be worth more. He's worth more than fifteen million. He is, yes. but he's young. Well, yeah. That's, I guess my point is, you have to have some cheap labor on one end of it. So it's either going to be at the start of their career or the end of, the, end of their career. But I think it can be both. Is my point. I think I think Acuna, who just signed that eight, eight for one hundred, is going to opt out. Right? He'll make his. He'll make. He'll make a hundred. He'll opt out. He'll be twenty eight, and then it, instead of it being a ten for three fifty, a Bryce Harper deal. It can be a four for 120. Do you know what I mean? It can be some yeah. crazy. It can be a crazy shorter deal, which is what I love. You know that, sure. And, and owners should love it too. Think about if the if the Los Angeles Angels, who we referenced here already, uh, that's how they should operate here, right? They're, I mean, they're not going to win for eight years. No, they're not. I mean, Mike Trout's under contract forever. <laughs> you know, I mean, he signed a ridiculous deal, twelve years. But but you've got to build your window within his contract. He's the sort of the the outlier, and then you build within that. If you give Garrett Cole and Anthony Rendon five-year deals, huge deals, five for whatever, you know, 190, is anybody going to get that? No. no. You spend, you've got a window where you spend a ton of money, but you've got young, smart talent right sure. there, ready, available to if you. If I'm a top-end player, I'm looking at a, a, a three-year deal, three or four years, because the window, as we're seeing, we're talking about windows, yeah. right? The windows aren't open that long yeah. to win. Unless trades become more prevalent. Right, unless I know I can be traded at any point, that's the NBA model. Right, well, I'll take small deals or I'll take longer deals if if I know I can be traded at any point in time. I, that's where sports has to go. Romo talked about it last night with the NFL. If you watch that game, he's right. These players need to be signing contracts with the with the notion that I can be traded within this contract, and that's the way you have to think when you're when you're in the negotiating table now. Uh, quick uh, comparisons, real quick, for a time of service. NBA players credited with a year of service for each season in which he's on a team's active list or inactive list for at least one day. One day. One day. That's yeah. It. Or you know what? You know, that's it, remarkable. You know what I was thinking? It should be like one day past halfway. That's it, right? Right, because then now you take away this whole seven one hundred and seventy days BS. Yeah. You know, well, you know, whatever it is, one day or but see, one day's hard. Baseball's a little different. Guys get called up and sent down because of an injury. I think halfway plus one. I think there's other sports to do it that way. Yeah, um, that makes sense to me because that means the guy's been up, he's staying up. There's a reason you're staying him up, and he's going to get rewarded for being. How up. long was Nomar on the Red Sox before he got traded to the Cubs and he got a ring from the Red Sox? 
Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Oh, I should have prefaced that one. I would have had, had the numbers. Yeah, it was, it was like half the season, right? Probably. Sounds that should right. count for a crude. If right. a guy can get a ring for a team he didn't finish with. <laughs> I like it. All right. Anyway, um, uh, Noma, do you think he wears the ring? I mean, he was a Red Sox, but he wasn't on the team that won. I don't know. I thought that was weird. Is that All his right. only ring? Yeah, he didn't win one with the Cubs. Dodgers, no? No. Nice. It's not a bad oh, did he have one with the Dodgers? Oh, gosh. Right. He wears uh, one of Mia Hamm's Olympic yeah. gold yeah, medal yeah, rings. Yeah, she owns the trophy ring. NFL, six regular season <laughs> games with one team, active IR, or the pup list. Three years equals restricted free agency if tendered four years UFA. And then NHL, um, a crude season is 40 games, 30 for a goalie. About half the year, right? Yeah. yeah just, well, it's just under. It's 82, 82 games. 82 games, yeah. Uh, 40 games. You're eligible for free agency at 27 years old, or you have seven years what of service. What do you think about that? The seven years of service. Is that too long? Is that I think it's got, too long. It's got to come up in the CBA, right? I think it's too long. I, yeah. I think it should be five They're years. in the same dynamic that uh, baseball is, in my opinion. These young stars. Well, are, say their guys are coming up younger. They, they right? own. They own the day now, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, it's similar to baseball where you've got to be able to get these guys. You want them paid. I know owners don't want to pay, and I wouldn't either if I was an owner, right? I get it, but you want these guys thriving everywhere. Yes, from a brand standpoint, from a marketability standpoint, you've got to be paying your Conor McDavid. But right? you're going to squeeze out the back end there. You're going to yeah. squeeze out that uh, the, the mid thirty year really, old player. Be, really, they're already squeezed out now. I think it's the saying. middle class that'll go. Well, yeah, you the keep ones... your older vets because they can they can sort of be the, the grandfathers on the team, right? Well, <laughs> NHL skews much younger now as far yeah? as yeah, it was, as far as peak performance. You get past thirty three, you're to decline. Yeah, that's every league for though. most players. That's why LeBron being thirty four is a problem. <laughs> All right, we're going to finish with football. Um, well, before we get to the uh, any any big trades, we expect. I mean, we've had a lot of trades in NFL, in the NFL, right? right? Yeah. I, been a lot of them already. I, right. That's why I didn't bring it up too much here because I've been beating it to death with really moves that have happened. I mean, the Sanu move looks incredible for the Patriots. Right. That seems to fit the mold. He's perfect for that. Perfect. They'll um, have him throwing passes at some point. Any, I, I even expect an extension there. I mean, it just makes sense yeah. to keep him on that roster. Any chance Sanu gets uh, – not Sanu. Jones gets traded. I know he just had the extension, but – Julio? Um, yeah, because, I mean, Atlanta's a, a, you know, they're a tire fire right I, now. Yeah. I, I really don't know. That, it, it, that would surprise team. me. There's going to be a lot of other changes in yeah. Atlanta. I think they've got to get pretty far Coach down the list before you get to Julio Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize um, if I offended any tires out there listening. Right. <laughs> it, you know, the A.J. Green thing is interesting. Yeah, but he's the, not are, healthy, right? Well, he's not healthy, and, and, and you know, and, they where are the Bengals him, going, right. you know? You can keep get him for free next year. You know, he's a free agent. I think that team's going to blow it up. I think it's more like the Andy Dalton gets traded than AJ Green at this point. Okay, there's there haven't been the any there haven't been any quarterbacks no, traded, I think, and I, I think there's a reason for that. I think the 49ers might trade Bethard, their backup. I mean, they just don't need him. They flat out don't need him. Garoppolo's clearly the guy, and that Mullins kid can, yeah. can certainly handle the load. So you might as well move him, right? Good. Outside of that, I, I think we're in pretty good. I mean, there's some defensive guys that might go. I know the Cowboys are still trying to get better. I don't know why. Well, I think it's interesting. Guy, I Bennett think it's interesting, Patriots. and I think it's a trend that the majority of players you've seen traded are corners and wide receivers because yeah. they you can plop them on your team right away yeah, and they wise. can contribute. Not so much for linebackers, for D linemen, for offensive linemen, and certainly not for quarterbacks. Well, did, did any teams... The quarterback process is going to be a month sure. just to Too get heady. that guy ready to be able to play. Did any team yesterday become a seller? You know what I mean. I mean, mm. did Arizona, or do we yeah, still not know? Arizona's re- well. You mean like a seller for yeah. for David Johnson or somebody like yeah, that? Or no, not really. No, I don't think so. I don't. Denver think so. is Denver done now? 
That was, oh, that was yeah. a terrible loss, yeah, right? They're... I mean, could you Denver see Von Miller Von go? Miller could could be you see Von Miller go? Yeah. <laughs> or Chris Harris. Or they want to get a difference maker in there. Yeah. Von I could Miller. see that. I could see that. I can't that. believe how bad Joe Flacco has been. He looks yeah. like he hates football. Doesn't he? I think he <laughs> Have was, you watched I any think games? He's I think he was, he was always a product of what that team was. Yeah. Conservative, defensive-based. Yeah, didn't ask him to do more than he could do. And I think when you go to a team that now isn't that, and it's asking him to be more of a quarterback, I don't think he's at that but point wait, anymore. Aren't they kind of that? That's Vic Fangio with a good defense and really yeah, but they're not as good as Baltimore was. So now you need your quarter your 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 quarterback's um, failures or yeah. or lack of ability shows up more. I just I, I think he's toast. He looks like yeah. Eli Manning. And he also just does look well, like he has no interest toast. in being there. Yeah. All right, XFL. Flacco's not going there. Um, <laughs> but wow, the the pay in the XFL. Yeah, I didn't just want to. Looks I like didn't it, want to dive into this, but the numbers are crazy. It just looks like it flat out stinks. Yeah, right. It's all about leverage, right? It's all about the fact that where else are you going to go? Well, but hold on. But my, you know, yeah, where else are you going to go? But why are we going to watch? Again, well, that, that's right? a separate question, and we've discussed. We've I've I've gave you given you my points when we talked about the AAF, which is America lo- doesn't love football. America loves NFL football, that's correct? Uh, and that's the problem. So so why are you going to watch? Is a completely different question, Kevin. Although somewhat related to, I'm not paying these guys a lot of money. A because I don't have to. B because I don't know if anybody is going to care to want to watch. So why am I going to pay them more than their value may ultimately well, be? But before you get into the numbers itself, are we all okay with? The quarterbacks are going to make like $300,000 and everybody else is not. It's the CFL's like that. Um, I know they do that in the CFL. I mean, they do that in every, they do that in the NFL. Really? We're, we're kidding. It's the quarterback. But the, out, of the, the out of the gate, out of the gate. That's how they're going to do it because they haven't acquired any great, great quarterbacks. Yet. Well, but they also know that they, that if there's any prayer of getting whomever you want to determine to be an upper level quarterback or make a guy who's, maybe finished in the NFL and is either going to retire, come back and try to bring his name value a little bit. Um, I think you, you got to pay them to do that. My, I, I just, you know, perhaps I got the wrong impression when it was announced like, hey, this is going to be on, you know, we're going to compete with the NFL, right? You know, we're going to pay they guys. Ever said that. No, they, they pulled well, back on they that. Didn't then. Say they didn't that. say that, it, that, but. That would be Vince McMahon's bombastic. Okay. <laughs> Bombastic, but weren't I don't you? Know weren't word, you? But. but weren't you under the impression like, hey, this is going to be an option for guys to go out of college and earn more money no, early? No, no, no. I don't think okay. it ever was. I think it's exactly what it is, which is it's going to be rosters filled of, th- of guys even... that are out for three, to, just like the AAF okay. was, three to four years out. They've been they've been on and or cut by multiple yes. NFL teams and are looking to hang on. I don't think they're ever. Maybe maybe they think somewhere down the road they will, but uh, it's not the USFL okay. model where they're going to come in and bid for Chase Young of Ohio State okay. to come play there instead of going to the NFL. Then why why will American football fans care? I, we have college football. We have the NFL. Why are we going to care? Again, okay. as I've said to you guys before, to me, February, March, and April is more about getting ready for the draft and NFL free agency than it is watching someone else play the sport. Well, I'm just, again. Not to mention March Madness. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm just keeping it on the football right, world. Right, All right, right. Just give, here's a, a quick example. Um, you know, Corey Vereen, a former uh, Tennessee defensive end, 
He withdrew his contract from the Wildcats, uh, the Los Angeles team of the XFL. He uh, he made a prorated portion of it's supposed to be seventy grand in the AAF before yeah. that folded because they ran out of money because no one cared. Uh, he he didn't join a CFL team because he was hoping the XFL was going to be better. Yeah, right. So uh, here's his contract: two thousand eighty bucks every two weeks on a max base salary of twenty seven thousand dollars. You're supposed to survive in L.A. on a uh, salary of $27,000. Yep. He would get bonuses, however, uh, close to 1700 for being active for a game, uh, 2200 for winning the game. So if they're active for all 10 weeks and you win, you go 10-0, and 0, your max contract sixty-six k. Come on. He's a, I did some research on him. He's, like, he's, he's got like a computer engineering degree out of Tennessee. He's yeah. he was he's a software developer on the side. He's making more money, sure, than he is to play in this. You league make right more now. money on an NFL practice squad. You, well, and, that, and that's and it's that's like twenty eight. See, that's going to be interesting, Kevin. When the, when we get to You're the right. end of the NFL season and guys get signed to future contracts, right. get the, first off, NFL teams don't are not going to want those players to leave, but the players themselves are going to say, "I want to be, pl- I be my, my chance to be in the NFL yes. is staying here, signing a future considerations contract, and being ready to go in the March in the workouts in March and not playing." And this is the interesting debate for guys that are on the fringe of the NFL: Am I better off going and playing? Playing and proving myself and putting myself on tape, no. so that NFL teams mm. will miles, want or or. But see the but see the problem is becomes what if you're a guy who doesn't have a spot on an NFL roster right now? You have no choice. You've got to take this offer because you're trying to get back there. And again, there's no guarantee, and we have no idea whether there's going to be much going back. We saw a bunch of AAF guys get signed, and very few of them made it out of training camp. Here's here's my question. You know, where's the demand for this? Well, I, that's what I don't know. There Kevin. is no demand. There, I mean, now the difference right? between the AAF and the XFL is you have the, the WWE's money behind it. Yes. Well, the AAF was operating on a shoestring, as we've come to find out and read about. From the very beginning, they were operating on a shoestring. You've, you've got a major multi-billion dollar company's entity invested in this. You've got TV deals with Fox and ESPN and places like that. So, Yeah, it, but Paul, it, you don't have players. Well, you don't have Look players. Cardell Jones, Landry Jones, Connor yeah, Cook, Matt McGloin. I know. That's your quarterbacks. I know. And there to your, aren't to 32 your point, good quarterbacks in the NFL. But, but to your point, they are, they are players who couldn't make the NFL. Correct. They're done with the NFL. That is correct. It's right. not guys who are trying to make the NFL. Nope. It's guys who are done trying to make the NFL. So to me, that's, not, that's a process that and, can't work. And th- that's my point. There's no demand to watch. Uh, if, if all apologies to Cardale Jones. There's no demand to watch you play. If you're a college kid trying to, to create a professional career in football, you, you can't play in this league. You don't want the miles of playing in the XFL Correct. tagged on. If you're a position player, All right. a skill player, I'm no give, way. I'm going to give an example no because I know some guys that are uh, were drafted into the XFL um, who went to NFL training camps, did not make it, have yet to sign an NFL practice squad. So they're sitting around. They're sitting at home with a desire to play football. They're still young. Um they're ecstatic about this because it's an option for them. Uh, yeah, twenty-seven grand a year—that stinks. But they want to play football. Um, as long as it, 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 when you're at that point, if you're a couple years out of college and you can continue to get paid to play football before you have to get a quote-unquote real job, you're going to do it. And they're hoping 
uh, I don't know what they're hoping. I don't know exactly put what they're thinking. They're either thinking, I do this, I play well, I get a shot to go to the NFL, or I do this for a couple of years, I get to play football, and it delays my reality for a couple of years. And know, that's man. ultimately what this league is going to be. It's going to be the Cardell Jones of the world that spent five years in the NFL and never got anything better than a number three quarterback job, um, or it's going to be kids that couldn't make NFL rosters or lived in the fringes of the CFL and the XFL and all these places. But to Kevin's point, ultimately, somewhere along the line, things got to start making money and showing a profit. And and based on at least the AAF experience, we have nothing to believe that it's going to happen. I think that America loves NFL football. And stars and loves yeah. the stars. Of Why NFL do they football. love NFL football? Because they can bet on it. Because there's <laughs> tons of money. So if the yeah. WWE really does invest, Paul, to, to your point, but, but I got to tell you right now, there's not a chance I'm killing myself for 10 weeks at $2,700 a week, which, yeah. is, which is an active roster bonus plus my base salary. So are you think they're strictly playing off the fact that there are guys that want to play? That's, that, doesn't it seem like it? How I, else can you justify else, it? Right? How the, many guys, how many young 24-year-old kids a year or two out of college football are going to say, no, it's not enough money? The reason now, I Marines asked... Won, the reason I asked originally about the salaries, uh, you know, the, the inflated quarterback salaries was the, the AAF went the other way. Everybody was on an even playing field, 77000 base salary. That's what you're starting with, which is above the CFL, obviously below the NFL, way below the NFL, but it was sort of in line with the practice squad. They sort of aligned themselves with the base pay of not making the NFL squad, right? Being a reserve player, essentially. I, I think that was smarter. Obviously, they didn't have the money to fund it. That's why we're, that's why we're not talking about them anymore. Because, well... But it, the XFL it, does have that money, clearly, with, okay. the, with WWE. So, but... And, it's unacceptable to have twenty seven hundred dollars a week be the base salary. Unacceptable. Right. Nobody should want to play for that. The, but but you got to pay your quarterbacks. We, 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 it's it's but, no different than in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, but if you're not going to pay people to protect them, they're yeah. going to get killed. The guys well, in the trenches should a, not a be playing for this money. Different point. Yeah, yes, and if you're a lineman, you're going to put your body uh, at risk. I mean, you see so many retired uh, NFL offensive linemen. Right, you see him afterwards. They look like NBA players. Hey, here's bottom. <laughs> because, I already you know, said. I already said ugh. this to you once. I'll expand it to you again. There are not 32 good quarterbacks right. in the NFL. There are certainly okay. not. Do the math. Five times 32 yeah. offensive linemen. Yeah. Mike, you're the math guy. Yeah. There are certainly not that many good offensive linemen in the NFL. So exactly where are you finding and what happened in the AAF was after the initial little boost of, hey, this is cool. It's new football. We didn't have it at this time of year. All of a sudden, they're like, well, these teams stink. Quarterbacks, <laughs> they can't protect the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks aren't very good. Uh, this isn't really very watchable. Where's Tom Brady? You know, that's what it was. So that's what they have to somehow. I don't know. Though, out Tom Brady's to selling his house. Maybe that's the big oh, move they're going to yeah. make here. Uh, well, yeah, our friends, Tom Brady. our friends at Morgan Stanley Global Sports Entertainment would tell these players uh, put sign. as much as ways you can, room together, uh, get your expenses down. Um, because you're going to need it. And that's kind of informed decisions that Morgan Stanley Global Sports Entertainment uh, tells athletes and entertainers about their finances and wealth. Learn more. Go to morganstanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. We could go on about this XFL stuff forever. We'll have to wait and see. 
for the founder of SpotTrack.com. Hey, by the way, make sure you check out the premium section of SpotTrack.com, ad-free experience there. Give us a rating wherever you download the podcast. Make it a good one. Uh, no, we want we want honest feedback at Twitter and what have you. We enjoy doing the show for you week in and week out. Week out. Welcome to The Athletic as a sponsor on here, and, of course, our friends at Morgan Stanley. For Mike Jeanette, Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the Spot Track Podcast.